This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Hello, and welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Jones. And I don't know about you, but I thought for sure the government was going to shut down this time. So as you probably know, uh, there's a last minute thing to keep the government funded through November 17th. But I think come November 17th, we're going to be right back at it. So I don't know if the government is going to shut down at that point, or if they're going to have another continuing resolution or what. But I wanted to talk to you today about what would happen to real estate investing if the government was to shut down. And I think some of this we already know because it's happened in the past. But of course, the real estate market is different now than it was previously. The last time the government shut down, it was for 34 days starting in, uh, what was it, December 22nd of 2018. And at that time, there were some closings that got delayed because uh, like tax uh, uh, transcripts couldn't be pulled. There were also some issues with the FHA assigning case numbers and uh, if the government was to shut down here coming up in November, things like flood certifications could get impacted. So essentially, the FHA uh, would, during a shutdown, stop insuring some new mortgages, as well as the, uh, the DHS, uh, or I'm sorry, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or the HUD, would stop processing some new loans. And the Department of Agriculture also would stop new loans, as well as uh, doing some loan guarantee type ac activity. And then uh, the VA also guarantees some loans, but that would actually continue during a shutdown. There would also be some funding for things like federal housing assistant programs, uh, such as the housing choice vouchers, and that could be jeopardized if there was a prolonged shutdown. Also, real estate developers who rely on some government funding uh, as part of their deals, they could also see their development projects delayed as well until the government reopens. Another thing to consider is if you have any uh, residents who have food stamps, and you wouldn't necessarily know this, but unless you had low-income housing, for example, then likely you would have some, uh, the food stamp, uh, the WIC, would run out of money pretty quickly if there was a shutdown. And if uh, somebody doesn't have enough money to eat and pay rent, well, <laughs> what are they going to choose? You know, So uh, that could impact you as well. Also, uh, if you have any Section 8 housing as part of your investment portfolio, you know, if there was a government shutdown, it's not like Section 8 wouldn't get paid, but it would just be delayed of when those voucher payments would be coming through. So essentially, uh, you want to have good reserves regardless of your real estate assets. Uh, but, uh, you know, especially if you're relying on some kind of government funding program, low income housing tax credit, Section 8 or, or some other federal assistance. Uh, even like if there's a state shutdown, you want to make sure that you have uh, proper reserves. And I'm talking like at least six months worth of reserves, if not 12 months. Honestly, uh, I, I recommend uh, playing it safe and having 12 months worth of reserves, regardless whether there's a shutdown or not. OK, um, now, if you have residents who let's say some of them have federal uh, jobs you know, through the government or they're contractors for the federal government, they're going to stop getting paid during a shutdown. You know, whether they have to work or not, uh, their payment stops. And actually, uh, one side thing I, I just learned about is that if uh, there are non-essential federal workers who are furloughed during a government shutdown, 
uh, you know, even if they're, though they're not working, they will still get back pay for those non-work hours anyway, later on when the government reopens. So what the heck, uh, we're paying for people to not to work if we have our government shut down. So uh, I'm thankful that, again, that we have a continuing resolution to keep the, the funding going at least for six weeks, but uh, hopefully we can avoid a shutdown in November, but who knows what's going to happen. It's really hard to say. Um, oh, actually, also, if uh, you have any residents who have jobs, maybe not they're maybe they're not federal contractors or federal employees, but they have jobs that are dependent somehow on the federal government, then their income could be impacted as, as well. And if again, if people don't have money for food and for uh, rent, well, they're going to have to make that choice of where their money is going to go. And uh, you know, honestly, they might choose food, which I don't blame them as well. Uh, and then that could impact your uh, rental uh, income too. So, uh, oh, if you have, uh, let's say you have an Airbnb close to a national park. And uh, that national park, of course, during a shutdown, is going to also be shut down. And if for a part of your Airbnb, you kind of heavily rely on tourists, to that national park well i mean if people can't go and visit the national park then well what they're not gonna you know use your airbnb so uh now i know some states you know before the end of september were planning on covering the costs of continuing to run their uh, uh you know national parks that were you know within their states that isn't a, like a widespread kind of thing so uh you know certainly don't count on that happening necessarily Okay, so essentially a longer shutdown could cause the economy to flatline or even decline. And overall, that would cost jobs. And that would hurt the demand for housing, retail, office space, you name it. So, uh, you know, a prolonged shutdown is not good for anyone. And if you uh, like have a closing scheduled during the first part of a shutdown, it could potentially be delayed depending on a few things. You're going to want to consult with your mortgage broker to see if your closing could be impacted by a shutdown. And I know closings tend to be in the second half of the month. So if we have a shutdown November uh, 18th, then you know that's and, and it lasts for you know several weeks. That's going to be all those closings uh, could be impacted for the the you know second half of November and into uh, even December. But we'll see. Like. The last uh, government shutdown I mentioned was 34 days, and that was, I think, the longest one actually we've ever had. Man, not to say we couldn't have another record-breaking uh, shutdown. Like, who knows? Like, maybe it'll be, maybe it'll continue. Maybe it'll be for a few days if there is a shutdown, or maybe it'll just uh, be ongoing for months and months. Who knows? Uh, again, it's so hard to predict these things. I think anymore, but uh, again, just have the reserves necessary to handle whatever may come, whether it's a shutdown or a pandemic, who knows, or, or some other hiccup uh, with your particular property. You want to be prepared for whatever it may be. So essentially what it comes down to is if uh, if there is a shutdown, if it's a short period of time, honestly, it's really not going to make a big difference in the overall uh, you know, scheme of things. But if it goes on and on and on, then it's going to have kind of kind of a spider web of like kind of reaching out and out and out and, and impacting more things in a broader scale at the same time. So here's hoping that if there is a shutdown, it's a short one and we can just continue on business as usual. But uh, just be aware if you are, whether you're a passive investor or an active investor, be prepared in case of a shutdown uh, should it occur. 
All right, so that's all I have to say for today about the potential shutdowns. And I hope you have a great rest of your day and happy investing. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.